0: It may be early in the week, but we are just starting week six around the WPI AL and the stretch run begins after tomorrow night's games. Hi everybody, this is Brandon Ross side of the Whippy Whip Around on Pittsburgh Sports Now. Thanks for joining me on this early edition of the Whippy Whip Around. Again, we are doing this a little bit earlier than usual because I am actually heading to London, England. By the time that you're listening to this, I am probably already uh, on the way or out of the country at this point, Um, so we're getting the episode out now while we can. So today's episode, we're looking at the top five in each classification and then our games of the week. Uh, Firstly, we'll look out of Class 1A's top five and uh, spots one through four in top five remain the same, that being Southside Beaver, Bishop Kennevin laurel and olsh in that order my number five team is my reigning team of the week in wpio class 1a and that is greensburg central catholic the centurions cracked the top five after the 34 18 win over clareton back last week uh, at home greensburg central catholic taking the spot of union in the top five standings and the centurions they're the favorite right now coming out of the eastern conference which also features Leechburg and Clareton, not to mention Jeanette, who's also two and zero to start conference play as well. Class two A, no one drops out of the top five, but there is some rearranging to be done. I Steel Valley remains atop the Class two A top five. Beaver Falls now moves to the second spot, and Nishanic moves to the three. I have Still Rocks dropping down to four. Yes, they defeated McGuffey six nothing, but the problem is. It was only 6-0. If Rocks wants to get back into that top three conversation, they're going to have to do better than that, and they have a tough test against Wash High, who is my number five team in consecutive weeks in Class 2A. 3A and 4A and 6A all remain the same. Uh, And for those that need a refresher for Class 3A, top five features five, West Mifflin, four, Freeport, 3, Elizabeth Ford, 2, Avonworth, and 1, Belvernon. For Class 4A, it's Armstrong, the 5 spot, West Allegheny, the 4, Central Valley, the 3, Aliquippa, the 2, and McKeesport, the 1. In Class 6A, the top 3 has Cannon Mac at 3, Central Catholic at 2, and North Allegheny at 1. No changes to be made in those three classifications. In Class 5A, no one drops out of the top five. But there was a shakeup, obviously, with the Gateway Gators getting a big win over Hemfield, uh, not only in terms of points, but also in terms of momentum going into the back st- the backstretch of the season. Uh, Gateway moves from the five spot, and they are my number two team in Class 5A. Upper St. Clair remains a top 5A for now hemfield despite the big loss is still in the top three they're they're at number three just based off of the fact that the team behind them in this in the top five pen trafford who's my four Hempfield got the win over pen trafford so therefore at least for this week hemfield i have just a smidge better than pen trafford for now and the number five team in class 5a is bethel park Now it's time to get into our Conference Games of the Week. We'll look at all of the conferences in each classification and break down the top games in each conference. There will be one game in each conference. So in Class 1A, you have four conferences, four games of the week, and they all encompass the game of the week for that conference. So our first game comes from the Tri-County South. This one features the Manesson Greyhounds. They're 3-0 in conference play to start, taking on 2-1 Carmichael's. Uh, In Carmichael's, both teams 4-2 on the season, with the Mikes' only losses to Mapletown and Chartier's Houston. Manesson's lone losses coming in non-conference play to Cornell and Wash High. Um, Manesson is the surprise team out of class 1a this season and in the tri-county south they're off to a really good start thanks to the dynamic duo of tyvon kershaw and davion burke um passing wise they don't pass the ball much but daniel dozier has gotten the job done when needed to 304 yards passing four touchdowns but has thrown five picks and tim kershaw the leading receiver eight catches for 200 yards Meanwhile, Carmichael's out of the Tri-County South. Uh, it's led by Alec Anderson. Pretty much, the offense lives and breathes pretty much through Anderson, leading rusher at 398 yards. No one's even at triple digits rushing-wise for Carmichael's. And passing-wise, Alec Anderson, 750 yards coming into this week. And Tyler Richmond 25 receptions, 410 yards. By far the top two athletes that Carmichael's has. Um, now this game should be very, very interesting. If you come into the season prior to what Manesson has done, you would think that Carmichael's wins in a landslide, but, um, Manesson has proven to be a team to watch out for. They beat up on West green really badly, 62, 25 and Manesson also beating California a couple weeks ago. I think the Greyhounds are on a roll and that roll continues on the road and the Greyhounds get the win against Carmichael's. Our Eastern Conference Games of the Week, uh, well, there's two games in conference, and neither of them I see particularly being that close. First one being Springdale and Clareton. Springdale uh, has had its struggles this season. Clareton, uh, although 2-4, and four, it's still Clareton. But our Game of the Week, Leechburg at Jeanette. Uh, Leechburg, led by Pitt recruit Braylon Lovelace, who has been on a tear in Class 1A. He has 807 yards rushing, which is fourth in Class 1A, only behind Rayquan Troutman of Cornell, Landon Stevenson of Mapletown, and Colin Brady of West Green. Um, and Braylon Lovelace has put Leechburg on the map, so to speak, in football, something that uh, prior to the last couple seasons couldn't really say. Uh, Leechburg. Um, has experienced some success that it's not used to, and it's going up against a Jeanette team that, um, in at least as of last year, has struggled after um, that state championship run in 2020. Last year, a struggling season. Jeanette, though, 2-0 to start conference play, but they did defeat R- Frazier and Riverview. Both of those teams are combined 2-10, and so this is Jeanette's biggest test thus far in Eastern Conference play. And I think that Leechburg wins this game pretty easily. Um, I, I think Braylon Lovelace is going to be too much for Jeanette, and uh, Leachburg's going to get the win. Black Hills Conference, uh, top two games to look out for. Both occur on Saturday, but the game I'm going to focus on, Bergetstown Travels to Our Lady of the Sacred Heart to take on the Chargers. Um, Bergettstown has been a scrappy team um, for the last few seasons, and uh, Our Lady of the Sacred Heart will boast the top passing game in all of the WPIAL, Nehemiah Azeem. He has just over 1,700 yards passing on the season. Azeem has been given the controls to this offense, and he has had firm control at that of this Our Lady of the Sacred Heart offense, um, leading the Chargers to a 6-0 start to play um, and 3-0 in Black Hills Conference play. Bergettstown, though, has hung around with some some of the better teams in uh, the WPIAL, at least in the lower classifications, uh, losing to Southside Beaver 38-14, losing to Bishop Canavan 38-17. But keep in mind, the Bishop Canavan game, Bergettstown was leading at one point, and then the Crusaders just ran away with it at the end. So uh, Our Lady of the Sacred Heart can't take Town lightly or else if the Chargers aren't careful, the Blue Devils will walk away with the win. But uh, Our Lady of the Sacred Heart, I think, will hold on and be able to secure the win uh, against Town. Our Big 7 Conference Game of the Week has the Union Scotties, 4-2 and two on the season, traveling to Rochester, who are 3-2. and two. Um, Union's another surprise out of the Big 7 conference. Um, We mentioned that two of the top teams in the Big 7, Southside Beaver and Laurel. Southside Beaver, that tremendous defense that I've been uh, applauding for the last several weeks. Laurel dropping down and has made some noise, significant noise, out of Class 1A and Union has been right in it as well with Braylon Thomas leading the way, 637 yards rushing on the season. And it's also the quarterback, which throwing-wise, not as efficient. He has six interceptions on three touchdowns, a two-to-one ratio there, but Union um, has been pretty good. Uh, they bounced back with a win against Springdale, 48-13, after the overtime defeat to Laurel um Rochester as I mentioned missing Parker Lyons Jaden Norman filled in and threw for 121 and uh now even though the quarterback changes you still have Jarrell Mullins uh who had a big game last week six catches for 98 yards for Mullins as Rochester last week losing to Laurel 30 to 21 this game is going to be another close one um I see this game being decided by a field goal, or at least by one possession. And I see Union taking this one in what is, to this point, the Scotty Statement win of the season. Now moving to Class 2A, we have three conferences, three conference games of the week. Our first is the Midwestern Conference. This has the Western Beaver Golden Beavers traveling to Riverside to take on the Panthers. Western Beaver led by Xander Lefebvre, the fourth leading passer in Class 2A with 768 yards passing on the year. And Riverside counters with one of the best rushers in Class 2A, Robert Janice, He's fifth in Class 2A with 658 rushing yards to his name this season. Riverside 3-2, Western Beaver 5-1, but they're both 2-1 in conference play. Western Beaver's loss coming to Nishanik, Riverside's defeat coming to Beaver Falls last week. Riverside has been in a lot of close games to start the season. Um, 7-6, losers to Southside Beaver, and prior to the Beaver Falls game, had a 4-point win over Mohawk and a 7-point win over Freedom. Western Beaver, on the other hand, uh, a strong start, as I mentioned, Got a got a defensive win last week at home against Freedom. And here's something else to keep in mind, too. This is the first time since week one that Western Beaver has played a road game. They have played four straight games at home against Hopewell, Neshanik, Elwood City, and Freedom. And Western Beaver, well, of course, they were supposed to play Elwood City on the road, But Elwood City Stadium, not ready in time after the renovation, thus pushing the game to Western Beaver. And the Golden Beavers, if they want to have a strong finish to Midwestern Conference play, they'll have to be road warriors through the last four games all on the road, including this week against Riverside, next week against New Brighton, and the final week of the season, travel to Beaver Falls. Um, But I think Western Beaver gets out to a good start on that Backstretch of the season, and Western Beaver will knock off Riverside in another close game. I th- I'd say the most it is by 10 points. Century Conference Game of the Week. Wash High travels to Stow Rocks. The Prexies 5-1 and one in the year. Stow Rocks 3-2. And, two. and uh, we know about Stow Rocks and how powerful they can be. Um, you look at some of the scores – Excluding the McGuffey game. Look at the Charleroi game. Look at the Keystone Oaks game. Um, now, when you see a score 82-7, to 7, you're thinking, what in the world? Um, but apparently, most of those touchdowns were defensive scores, freshman scores, and special team scores. Um, so... You have that going up, and you're going to need a strong offensive perf- or defensive performance against Wash High. Um, the Prexies are averaging 52 points per game and have not scored lower or fewer than 34 points in a game, and that was a 35-34 defeat to Sarah Catholic. Um, if, it, if this game gets into a shootout, which I have a feeling it has a good chance of being, then I think that Still Rocks is in trouble. But Still Rocks they'll have to find ways to dispel the Wash High offense defensively. They've had answers throughout the year, have Still Rocks, but offensively their biggest challenge comes in the form of Wash High, uh, led by Devon Foose, who's one of the best athletes in all of class, to a great size, great speed, and when he turns it on, good luck. Um, and uh, this senior class from Wash High also very very strong as well. You have Zach Welsh rushing for 454, Eddie Lewis 433, Devon Fus and Logan Carlisle passing for over 300 yards on the season. Ruben Gordon, the leading receiver as well for the Prexies. Um, this offense is going to be tough for Stowe Rocks, but I think the Vikings get that they win the turnover battle and win the game uh, in a slugfest. In our Allegheny Conference Game of the Week, it has the Burl Bucks coming off with a 41-30 win last week over Armani Christian. It hosts Ligonier Valley, who bounced back with a 48-14 win at Yauk. Um Ligonier Valley, this is a road game, which does bode well for the Rams, and the reason I say that is Ligonier Valley 4-0 on the road, but they are 0-2 at home. Um, now, Burl is a tough test. We've seen that. And uh, burl they're going to be in the running for a playoff spot. I have them as the three-team coming out of the Allegheny Conference as of right now. Um, so this game will go a long way in determining who will be that third-place team out of the Allegheny Conference, at least for now and potentially be in the driver's seat for a possible home playoff game, which would be huge for both of these teams. Who has the edge here? Uh, oh, boy. Um, if you ask me, I have Burl in this one. Now, Ligonier Valley, offensively, they can beat you in a myriad of ways. Um, the number one way is Hayden Siraki with 544 Rushing yards. has scored 11 touchdowns on the season. Um, Burl, led by 2A's leading rusher, Devin Beatty, had that 300 yard performance last week against Imani Christian, 304 to be exact. Um, rushed for 100 yards in every week minus week zero. And uh, this is going to be a battle um, between two hard nosed football teams. And I think Burl has the edge. It's minuscule, but I think Burl takes the win here. Now moving to Class 3A, our game of the week out of the Western Hills is our overall game of the week, and it features the Beaver Bobcats traveling to Avonworth to take on the Antelopes. Uh, Avonworth on the season. Uh, mentioned they're, a, they're my number two team in Class 3A. All the attention has gone to Belle Vernon and Elizabeth Ford, rightfully so. Um, but Avonworth is sneaky, sneaky good. They're probably the sneakiest number two team in all the WPIL in my rankings. Um, they're five and one, are the Lopes, and they won ugly last week against West Mifflin. And sometimes when you get those ugly wins, uh, those sometimes mean more for a team than blowout wins because then you can learn how to win ugly, and you can learn how to win those tight games. And uh, prove yourself against some of the better teams in the classification. Beaver is four uh, and two, coming off of a thirty-five-six non-conference win against Brentwood, but did lose an overtime to West Mifflin two weeks ago on home soil. Um, this game, again, um, if if you if you look at it like this, Beaver lost to uh, West Mifflin. Avonworth defeated West Mifflin. So you'd think Avonworth is gonna win this game, right? I think so too. But um, I'm still picking Avonworth. But when you look at this matchup, I think it's gonna be a lot closer than people think. Um, Beaver dropping down from four A to three A, and uh, the the Bobcats they're gonna be in the conversation, and they, the Beaver can make a lot of noise if. It were able if it were able to upset Avonworth and knock them from the undefeated conference ranks um, as the Western Hills Conference play begins to ramp up. Our Interstate Conference game of the week. Now, all of our 3A games of the week are pretty good games, um, if you ask me. The Interstate Conference game. Mount Pleasant travels to Elizabeth Four. The Warriors are the only unbeaten team remaining. In Class 3A, they lead 3A in scoring offense and scoring defense, averaging 42 a game, giving up 8 a game. Mount Pleasant, 4-2. and two. They're also um, looking for a playoff berth in Class 3A. Now, yeah, it's the second conference game of the season, but when you look at the way Mount Pleasant's season has gone to start, um, a tough win, but a shootout win against Greensburg-Salem. And it all begins and ends with Robbie Labuda for Mount Pleasant. He's one of the most dynamic players in the WPIAL. He's the only 1,000-yard rusher in Class 3A, rushing for 1,011 yards on the season. And he won a duel last week with Cody Rubrecht against Greensburg-Salem. Elizabeth Ford off to its best start probably ever. Um, which is expected with all the talent coming back. You have Zion White. You have Zach Boyd in the passing game. But it was Johnny DiNapoli who, again, was he set the Whitfield freshman passing record for most yards in a season back in 2019 when he was an East Allegheny Wildcat. He got the reins of the offense and didn't look back as EF got the win last week to move to 6-0, 42-6 over Southmoreland. EF has scored 42 points in each of the last four games, that coming against East Allegheny, Shadyside Academy, Knock, and Southmoreland. Um, this will be another tough one. I think that Elizabeth Ford has the edge, but Mount Pleasant has to get um, points on the board quickly because EF, um, if if you're not careful, EF will just run away with it and uh, Mount Pleasant needs to keep it close in what I'm sure will be a high-scoring game. Finally, our Allegheny Six Conference Game of the Week, the Freeport Yellow Jackets take on the East Allegheny Wildcats, both teams 5-1 and one to start the season, and are essentially 1A and 1B in the Allegheny Six Conference. When you look at just the success, both teams – Offensively, have scored similar amounts of points. Freeport has given up fewer points, though, 92 compared to East Day's 109. Uh, the Yellow Jackets winning ugly last week against Shady South Academy, 12-7. to East Allegheny with the win over Valley, 38-14. East Day's only loss coming to EF, 42-7. Freeport losing to Armstrong, 49-7. And uh, I think this game ultimately... We'll decide who wins the Allegheny Six. When you when you look at these two teams, I don't know there's anyone else within the conference that can compete with these two. Essentially, this is the conference right here. I know it's tough to say when it's week two of conference play and all, all the teams in the conference have only played one game, but realistically, who, who can you see defeating either of these teams? Essentially, for the conference here, East Allegheny and Freeport – I like the Yellow Jackets in this one um, in, I would say, a two-score game. Freeport gets the win. Now moving to Class 4A, our Parkway Conference Game of the Week. Once again, it's the Blackhawk Cougars after losing last week uh, to Central Valley. They get another stiff test against Aliquippa. Blackhawk, in a three-week stretch, will face Central Valley last week, Aliquippa this week, and West Allegheny next week the three top teams in the parkway conference and all three of them in the, in the top five in class four a Yikes. Black Hawk has offensively had some struggles last week. Did not eclipse the 100 yard total yard mark and defensively central Valley, um, was able to solve black Hawk in that department. Now, Central Valley has a high-powered offense. Aliquippa has a high-powered defense. Despite giving up 20 points to Ambridge last week, I still had Aliquippa only giving up 84 total yards for the game. Most of those points were aided due to penalties and short-yardage situations for the Bridgers, not to mention a scoop and score taken back near the end of the first half. Um, I still stand by this, by this sentiment that Aliquippa, I think, is the best defense I maybe have ever seen at the high school level, and I think they only add on to that with a big win on the road at Blackhawk. Our Greater Allegheny Conference Game of the Week, it's the Hampton Talbots, 3-3 and on the season, 1-1 and in conference play, taking on the North Catholic Trojans, who are also 3-3 and are 1-2 and in Greater Allegheny Conference play. This is starting to get to the point for North Catholic where it has to win out. Now, um, when you look at the rest of the schedule for North Catholic, Hampton this week, step out of the conference next, and then finish the year at Indiana and at Mars. Um, Coming into the season, both of those games very, very winnable. You'd still think with Indiana, you'd think you'd get the win there, but Mars, eh, toss-up. But um, Hampton... After last year's magical ride, steps back into the conference and gave Armstrong a tough fight before falling in the end in a close one, 19-6. Um, North Catholic last week also falling to the Riverhawks, 35-19. we able to get a little more offensive with the Riverhawks, but just wasn't enough to contain Caden Olsen in the passing game. Um, North Catholic, as I mentioned, starting to get in that mode where you kind of have to win out in order to have a chance to get one of those final playoff spots. When you have a Highlands team and an Armstrong team that are rolling right now, Mars is looking to be a better team. And really for North Catholic, if you get past Hampton, then you have a chance of sneaking into the playoffs as the final spot in the greater Allegheny conference. Do I think that's going to happen, though? I say no. I say Hampton gets the win on the road at North Catholic in another close one. The Trojans are going to make it interesting, but I think the Talbots get the win um, and put themselves in the driver's seat for at least one of the four playoff spots in the Greater Allegheny. In our Big 7 Conference Game of the Week, Trinity travels to Thomas Jefferson as the Jaguars look to get back on track dropping back-to-back games for the first time since 2015 when TJ started the season 0-2 with losses to Ringgold and Belvernon. The Jaguars losing to Belvernon and Laurel Highlands in consecutive order. Um, Trinity is 2-4 on the season, 1-2 in conference play, back-to-back losses to McKeesport and Latrobe in conference play. I think this is a pretty easy win for Thomas Jefferson. It's just a matter of how good do they look Um 'Cause TJ, you're not used to them being on the uh, outside looking in for the Big Seven Conference. They're still in control, I would say, of um, at least qualifying for the playoffs. But you gotta think with what with the caliber of coach that Bill Cherpak is, TJ's gonna be in the running no matter what. It's just a matter of where they're gonna be placed. And uh Thomas Jefferson, I think, needs to really get its you-know-what into gear. Next three games, pretty winnable games, and then travel to McKeesport in Week 9. That's going to be interesting. Uh, TJ, though, they have to cash in on these next three chances, and it starts on Friday against Trinity. Class 5A, firstly, let's look at our non-conference game of the week because there's plenty of teams stepping out of conference play. Um, against either a 6A, 4A, or a fellow 5A opponent, um, our non-conference game of the week is Seneca Valley at Hempfield. The Spartans taking one on the chin last week against Gateway, 60 to seven. Whereas Seneca Valley, which was a heavy favorite to at least make the championship game, they're back on track with a three-game winning streak over Pine Richland, Mount Lebanon, and Butler. Um, does the role continue here for Seneca Valley? I say yes. Um, Hemfield, uh, I think the loss woke up Hemfield in a way. Uh, it, it, you can look at it as one of two ways. The loss to Gateway either woke up Hemfield or it just put them right back to reality, um, gave them a reality check, if you will. For Hemfield, you hope it's a little bit of both. Um, But I think Seneca Valley, they're too hot right now, and I think the Raiders get the win in non-conference play. Northeast Conference, well, 5A games, I would say, are the best games collectively in the conference or in the WPIL this weekend. Our Northeast Conference game of the week probably the weakest out of the 5A games that we look at, but still should be a fun one to watch. Shaler at North Hills. Um, North Hills starting 0 4, but back to back wins, including one over Penn Hills two weeks ago. And Shaler coming off of the big win over Woodland Hills. And Shaler has won again in a number of different ways. They are 3 and 1 in one score games. That's four of six games being decided by just one possession, including an overtime win on homecoming against Franklin Regional and shaler that big statement win against woodland hills last week we could be looking at shaler as being a potential playoff berth in the northeast conference they've only played one conference game but the way things are shaping up right now shaler looks to be a favorite to at least qualify for the playoffs north hills two and one in conference play after a rough non-conference schedule Um, Shaler, offensively, one of the more high-powered teams with Keegan Smiteka taking charge. He's the second-leading passer in 5A with just under 1,300 yards passing. Receiving-wise, you have Joe DeSabato with 35 receptions, which is most in Class 5A and has the second-most receiving yards in the classification, 465 yards, only trailing Brendan McCullough of Peters Township. The secondary of North Hills will for sure be tested, uh, and I think that Shaler will end up winning this test, and I think the Titans get their first win over North Hills in, oh boy, how long has it been? <laughs> um, probably since the early 2000s, if that. Um, and Shaler with another big win, 2-0 and in conference play, and all of a sudden the Titans would be, uh, undefeated, the only undefeated team remaining out of the Northeast Conference. Our Big East game of the week, this one's pretty obvious. Penn Trafford travels to Gateway. Penn Trafford, the reigning Class 5A state and WPIL champions. Gateway, coming into the season, I thought was the front runner. Um, lackluster start to the year, but they rebounded in a big way last week against Hemfield. Um, I think head coach Don Hall last week got it through to his players that, hey, you're one of the favorites, it's time to show out. And I think it started last week and it's going to continue this week as Gateway rolls over Penn Trafford at home. And our Allegheny Six Conference Game of the Week, another pretty obvious one, Bethel Park travels to Upper St. Clair. Um, Both of these teams, they've been – Neighboring rivals for years now, um, and the Panthers have had the upper hand in recent years, and Upper St. Clair has been arguably the best team in Class 5A. They're the only unbeaten team in the classification left. So just by record alone, they're the number one team left. But uh, Upper St. Clair, they've, they've won big, and they've won the last two weeks in defensive games, 17-10 over Peters Township, last week defeating Mount Lebanon, 17-10. Um, Bethel Park is an upstart despite making the playoffs last year. Uh, the Blackhawks only lost coming to Pittsburgh Central Catholic, and Bethel Park has, uh, they've won they've won big, they've won close games, they've won in overtime, so something's got to give between these two. To me, I think this one is a two-score game in favor of Upper St. Clair. Um, The Panthers will get a test they will get a fight from Bethel Park, but I think Upper St. Clair holds away Bethel Park for the time being and secures first place all alone in the Allegheny Six. In our Class 6A Game of the Week, Mount Lebanon travels to North Allegheny, previously unbeaten North Allegheny, who was the number one team in all the WPIL? still the number one team in 6A, but NA losing last week to Pine Richland, 28-17, Mount Lebanon losing the last two games, 24-6 to Seneca, and then 17-10 to Upper St. Clair. Um, This is a young Mount Lebanon team going up against, well, in fairness, another young team in North Allegheny, but they're experienced. Andrew Gavlik, rushing wise for NA, second leading rusher in 6A, only behind Canon Max Jake Casper. Gavlik has rushed for 535 uh, on the season. And uh, NA, receiving wise, they have Kyron Boyd, who's been the favorite target of Logan Kushner to this point, with 457 receiving yards, second in the conference. And he has 27 receptions as well, which is good for fourth in Class 6A. Mount Lebanon's favorite target, Garrett Pavlik, 302 yards receiving, 16 receptions. Um, I think this one's a pretty easy win for North Allegheny. And when I say easy, I mean like a 10-point game. Um, I think N.A. controls the game but won't break away. Mount Lebanon will keep it close. But the Tigers, I don't think, will be in any real danger here. And I think the Tigers secure the win 31-21. Actually, no, I'm going to go 27-17. But that'll do it for this week six preview edition of the Whip You Whip Around. We're back on our regularly scheduled programming next week with the recap episode coming out on Tuesday, recapping all events in week six, and then we'll preview week seven Uh, a week from Friday. So thank you so much for joining me on the Whippy Whip Around on Pittsburgh Sports Now. I'll see you next time.